The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. There's a new era in Twins baseball, and this is the show that keeps you in tune with the team's fresh approach. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, featuring insight on the new direction, interviews with your favorite players, and more. Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins is presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. Now, here's Chris Atterbury. Well, good evening. Welcome to another edition of Deep Cuts, live from our network headquarters just off the Thompson Reuters Champions Club here at Target Field. little event going next door through the window, and what an eventful week it's been for the Minnesota Twins and for baseball. Hard to believe, but by this time next week, the Twins pitchers and catchers will have already completed their first workout of the 2017 campaign. And in a flurry of transactions this past week, some new folks now ticketed for Fort Myers as part of the Twins organization. We'll talk with one of them today. Matt Belisle is going to be our guest. As he told us before we began the interview, originally was pronounced Bell Isle, just like Fletch's ancestral homeland and Fletch lives, but Belial is the uh, customary uh, pronunciation after 13 years in the big leagues, and you're going to enjoy getting to know him. He'll join the likes of Nick Tepish and Ryan Vogelsong as veterans uh, vying for positions uh, amongst the Twins pitchers. Uh, Erie Adrianza has been uh, added to the roster. Infield depth, Craig Breslow has been added to the minor league invite today. Former first-round pick outfielder Drew Stubbs as well, so the roster continuing to spin. Also worth noting, WBC, World Baseball Classic, those rosters were announced. If you're a Twins fan, you want to keep an eye on Puerto Rico. Hector Santiago, Jose Barrios, Eddie Rosario, Kenny Vargas, Craig Breslow will play for the Israeli team. A host of former and perhaps future Twins are slated to play for Australia in the WBC. But we really start by talking about the roster world. Uh, that occurred over the course of the last several days. We were able to catch up with Derek Falvey, enjoying uh, his new office, trying to remember where his new office is down at the Lee County Sports Complex. Uh, And Derek was able to talk about some of the issues around the newcomers because with newcomers, well, somebody has to go. Pat Light moved off the 40-man roster this week. So was Byung-Ho Park, and we start with that. Here's Derek Falvey. I think any time you take a player off the roster, there's certain decisions that go into the timing of it and what's uh, what's important for your roster at that time. I think in, in Park's case, there's nothing specific uh, to him uh, that led to this moment in time. I would say that any time a player transitions to uh, the major leagues, either from the minor leagues or from a foreign professional league, you would expect some, some challenge, uh, certainly. And so he went through some challenges last year. I think he handled them incredibly professionally. So we would just like to see continued growth uh, and development offensively uh, to a point where uh, we feel he's he's ready to contribute at the major league level and I would I wouldn't doubt that and we'll find out if that growth will be with the Minnesota Twins organization again light and park DFA to make room for some of the newcomers including a guy that's going to add some depth and competition to the middle infield it's Erie uh, Adrianza. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a tricky name and, and hopefully uh, one that we'll get used to here. Erie's someone that I know from a distance, you know, having watched uh, watched him play at different times over the course of his minor and major league career. Uh, someone who's really uh, you know exceptional defensively, has a chance to, to really steady play steady defense at, at multiple of the infield positions, notably shortstop and second base. So we feel like he's a, a good fit to our roster right now and, and someone that provides us some protection and some depth. Depth, uh, to have really good middle and field defense. Now you're going to get to know Matt Belisle in an extended conversation a little bit later in our program. We'll take three cuts with him as well. Really engaging and interesting guy. 13 years in the big leagues. 
Derek Falvey explains why Belial's a good fit with the Twins. Matt's somebody that we uh, we targeted, you know, as we got into uh, looking at our bullpen and potential fits. Uh, someone that um, guys like Michael Kadire and Latroy Hawkins knew uh, to some degree, and he was such a great teammate, uh, such a high character person. We felt like he was the the perfect fit to uh, the combination of our, our bullpen and uh, the youth of our team. So we feel we invested both in his leadership skills, but also who he is as a pitcher. I mean, his guy's been successful in competitive races. You know, has pitched in uh, you know, down the stretch in some meaningful games. So we're excited about adding his presence to, to our mix of young guys in the bullpen. And the signing of Belial, really in many respects, the first time we're seeing the fingerprints tangibly of some of the new twin special assistants. As we've gone through this offseason, we've been uh, we've talked a lot about the impact that Tory and, and those two guys have had on helping us identify players who really fit what we're trying to build here, uh, the culture. And I think you know, with those guys having so many connections around the game and having played with guys very recently uh, who who might be potential fits, uh, those guys were certainly a part of the conversations and talking with Matt to help him understand you know, where we're headed moving forward. And those guys are leading a big part of that, but also to you know, help us know maybe which players you know, might separate themselves as, as part of the uh, the group that we're looking to have here in Minnesota. Yeah, and that group is not set in stone just yet. No, absolutely not. We, we never shut doors on the back end. I would say that. I think the, uh, the, the reality is that we're coming here down the home stretch to camp. Uh, so, you know, the number of moves that I think teams will make in the next week are probably smaller, but we're not finished. If we have opportunities to present, uh, we'll continue to pursue those. Uh, and I would expect that uh, we'll, we'll, we'll stay engaged with different players who are still available right up until the end. I'm not, I'm not sure if they'll be added or not, but I think uh, we'll, we'll certainly stay involved. Yeah, and just added uh, today, Drew Stubbs, former first-round pick of the Reds, speedy uh, outfielder with some power, plays a lot of center. Uh, and also former twin Craig Breslow, maybe the smartest man in baseball, left-hander like Stubbs, on a minor league deal with the Minnesota Twins. We are just getting started. Appreciate Derek Falvey joining us here tonight on another edition of Deep Cuts, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. We'll step aside, come back, we'll salute a legend, and also tell you how to get your flex on. That's next on your Home for Twins Baseball. Chris Atterbury welcoming you back to our network headquarters here at Target Field. Again, we're less than a week away from pitchers and catchers reporting in Ford Myers. First workout is, in fact, a week from today. Now, opening day tickets are available. You can buy them right now. That's the only single-game ticket you can purchase right now. But as you eye the schedule, why don't you take advantage of the Flex Plan where you can hand-pick the days you want over the course of the year. The Flex Plan is available now. Call your ticket rep if you don't have one. Get one. You can check online. You can call the Twins Ticket Office and go ahead and uh, stake your claim to what's going to be some uh, great days here at Target Field over the course of 2017 with The flex plan. Now, taking a more serious turn on Sunday, the upper Midwest, the Twin Cities, uh, an entire industry lost a a true legend and pioneer with the passing of Ray Christensen, known, of course, for his phenomenal uh, career with the Gophers. Also spent four years in the Twins broadcast booth and certainly uh, an absolute titan of his craft and a simply wonderful human being and a treasure to fans of all sports across the upper Midwest. And we'll step aside with our tip of the cap to Ray Christensen. Oliva, the one count, one and one count, sends a hot shot, and it's glove behind second by the shortstop, fumbles the ball, and all hands are safe, and a run scores. It was a nice pickup by Campanaris, but then he bobbled the ball and started to do a middle-of-the-air juggling act. Only because Campanaris was playing imperfectly was he able to get to that ball, which was a hard one-hopper right behind second on the outfield grass. 
new pitcher is veteran right-hander Matt Belisle. Two balls, two strikes, two outs in the eighth. And the pitch he got it. Rosario chased. Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, brought to you by Discover St. Louis Park. And tonight we're going to discover a little bit about one of the newest members of the Minnesota Twins. He's a Major League veteran, journeying into the American League for the first time, and he is pitcher Matt Belisle. We're going to call it Belisle, right, Matt? We're going to we're going to go with that pronunciation for a while. I think you nailed it. That's good with me. All right. And you are journeying across the uh, the high plains of Texas as we speak, and you're a Texas native, and let's start right there because I know uh, we'll get to the baseball in a minute. I know your family has deep, deep roots in Texas, does it not? You know, on my mother's side, uh, that's correct. My father uh, came from the East Coast, but my mother's side has some old ranching uh, lineage and uh, some good history and deep heritage from the Lone State. So I, I'm proud to be Texan. I know that could be really heavily laid on people at times and almost chauvinistic, and I'm not that Texan, but I am proud to call it Texas all. Your, uh, your grandfather grandmother must have amazing stories about the early days uh, of Texas. Nothing easy about that time back then. Well, you know, there are quite a bit of good stories, and like I said, I'm proud of the history. Uh, there's a lot of ranching um, involved some cattle industry stuff, a little bit of political. And it's, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm proud and, and sure enjoy living here now. It, it's changing a lot, but I still love to be here. Well, you have had a great career already, well-traveled career, and you signed out of high school. You've been with the Rockies. Uh, I think Twins fans may remember you from that 16-inning affair last year uh, in Washington when you were uh, a member of the Nationals. When Derek and Thad went about starting to put together this roster, a couple of guys they leaned on for recommendations were Michael Kadire, Latroy Hawkins, both of whom uh, we obviously all have a ton of respect for around here and both of whom spoke uh, awfully highly about you. I would assume that you guys had all crossed paths in Colorado. And uh, what do you remember about your time with those gentlemen? Well, first of all, they're the two types of people that you are uh, extremely honored to go to war with. Those are the type of gamers and winners that you hope to become and be looked upon when you're done with the game. And, and Cuddy and, and Hawk were, were just that. I was thrilled to have Hawk, obviously, because he's a right-handed reliever. Uh, he had proven that you could pitch well into the later part of your 30s and even into 40, and I would just probably was an annoying woodpecker to that guy for all the questions I would ask him about his uh, you know, his work ethic and just his mindset and all that. But Two great individuals, Michael Kadire, uh, I'm so proud to call a friend and, and maybe the best teammate I've ever played with, uh, just on and off the field, one an example. Yeah, he's an amazing guy, and again, great to have them back in the organization, and uh, maybe part of the reason that now Twins fans are going to get to see you in a Twins uniform, Matt. Uh, now, you talked about LaTroy. He was hitting 97 when he was like 55 years old uh, in his last outing. Uh, you mentioned Texas, and when we hear right-handed pitcher from Texas, everyone thinks about a guy throwing a million miles an hour, snorting on the mound, broad-shouldered, fastball-heavy repertoire. Is that you? Was that you? And how would you describe yourself as a pitcher? You know, that may have been myself as an amateur uh, at one point. Uh, I Compared to the the Avengers that seem to come up on every team these days now, I, I'm not that fireballer anymore. The young arms that are popping up these days are pretty impressive, but uh, I, my fastball is still my best pitch. Um, I'm a command guy, but I'm an aggressive pitcher. I may still be that guy who's putting the throttle down, but um, uh, I don't have probably that above-average velocity that the league has become accustomed to now, but I utilize 
a repertoire of pitches and changing speeds and just really getting after that hitter. You know, I, I'm glad you brought up the young arms, and it seems like every team is stockpiling these guys who come out just absolutely throwing pellets out of the bullpen at, at very young ages. You've been on some very good teams, and you've pitched out of some very effective bullpens. Uh, and, and as that kind of uh, trend started to happen, everybody wants to copycat it, and yet it seems the best bullpens – are still versatile bullpens that have a little bit of everything, can show different looks, different matchups. In, in all your experience, would you agree with that? Is that how the best bullpens are put together? I would say that is a true statement, but I also would say that the use of the bullpen, the the, the art of communication throughout the year and the ability of the manager and that pitching coach to put your bullpen in situations to succeed. Uh, to use the ebb and flow of uh, multiple innings, giving rest. All of these things are vital, and I believe the best pins I've been a part of have power, have wipeout sliders, have crafty lefties, have guys that can eat innings, but uh, a couple other things are, are no egos, just a relentless aggression, and the staff that really knows how use their bullpen for the sake of winning the game best that night and also keeping the longevity and health for the rest of the, uh, the remainder of the season fully in, in the forefront of their mind. That's very well said. Matt Belisle, new Twins right-hander, is our guest as he uh, makes his way through Texas uh, and soon will be making his way to Florida for his first spring training in the American League and with the Minnesota Twins. And, Matt, you've had a, a nice career and you've played in a couple of different spots and everybody always talks about kind of that, that click-in moment where you really come to understand exactly who you are as a major leaguer and as such you become maybe more effective than you've ever been. Did you have that moment or was it uh, a matter of years or, or was there one thing you can point to where you, you feel you finally truly arrived at your best self as a major leaguer? I'll say I've been very fortunate to have multiple moments. Um, when I was young, the first moment that I had that I told myself that I've arrived was actually uh, a, a day where I had a little bit of failure. It was in Houston against uh, Roger Clemens, and I'd come in, and he was still in the game, and the roof was shut, and the place was going nuts, and my friends were in the stands. All this stuff was happening. I was able to forget all that and kind of just zone in and really throw well, and I felt in control. I felt in control of my mind and felt in control of what I was doing, and I went to the hotel that night and was just exhausted. And I remember looking in the mirror and just saying, you got this. You've arrived. Now it's about staying here. And that was a moment I'll never forget. And I'd say I've had fortunes to have many more, but that one really sticks out because it was so prolific at a young age. Yeah, and when you look at this Twins team, Matt, it's a young team and a lot of guys kind of waiting to have that moment where they really – uh, kind of click into it, uh, and then when that happens together, boy, there's no telling what a team can do. You called yourself an annoying woodpecker with Latroy Hawkins. Are, are are you ready to be the post that the woodpeckers are uh, hammering away at a little bit with a, a young twins group? I love to learn. I love to try to improve, and the only way you do that is to be inquisitive, and I welcome questions, but I, I learn a lot from anybody who I come across, and I'm learning a lot from younger guys. They're coming up with things that are revolutionary as far as, you know, their health and and workouts and arm care. So I learn just as much from them. And I think the moments that they will have are all between the ears. Physically, they've got, and I think mainly it's it's when people arrive on really understanding who they are, what picture they're going to be, and 
and really taking stride with that. And that's so fun to try to help somebody uh, get to that point as well as really cementing what you as an individual believe in for your craft as well. You've played for a lot of managers, different pitching coaches. You've been around a lot of guys. You mentioned, you know, Michael and, and Latroy as teammates. Uh, are there a couple, and this may be an impossible question, Matt, are there a couple of teammates, staff members, managers that have really been kind of the, the shining light or the guys you would look at as mentors in, in your travels through the game? You know, there are. You've got me on the spot to try to accumulate all of them <laughs> in my head right now. I mean, they come they come in all forms and fashions, though. You know, Kadir and, and Hawks certainly were uh, some of those. I, I've seen managers in the way that they go about it. I, I, I was really impressed with Nassini. Um, I've had some some coaches coming up through the minor leagues that are some of the most impressionable people that I've ever had. Um, some hitters that helped me with my pitching more than anybody else that year. I mean, I have to be my best pitching coach, and pitchers, no pitchers, and catchers, no catchers, but some hitters that were really not uh, afraid to talk to me, and we'd talk with each other and make each other better. So I think I just try to continue to seek out good relationships and just try to find people that will help me improve then in turn help the team improve and i heard i sure have a long list and i'm very very humble to say that yeah that's uh that's a good thing and you're probably going to keep adding to that list as your career uh continues last uh, question here with matt belisle and that's about your jersey number i will tell you i have a tradition my daughter was born right during twins caravan and twins fest so i'm always away from her on her birthday so denard span when she turned two i was with denard and he wore number two and he kicked off this tradition where he signed a birthday ball to her and then the next year it was three and number four we didn't have a number nine and my daughter's going to be nine next year so when you said you were going to wear number nine it was like my prayers were answered i know that's not the only reason that you're wearing number nine talk a little bit about what is an unusual number for a guy on the mound you know what I really didn't realize this was going to cause such um, <laughs> uh, uh, an inquisition across you know the the league here for our Twins fans. I simply just love the number nine. I did wear it when I was younger, uh, but I was uh, given a, a choice, and I wrote each one down. And there wasn't many choices, and nine just stuck out. I simply love the number. I don't think anything past that, um, and. To me, it's just a number. It's just what is on the back of your jersey. I've never had a true, um, you know, just crave to have the same number my whole career or whatnot. That's just how not has come to fruition. But I, I love number nine. It's as simple as that. <laughs> that's a that's a good enough answer. My daughter, for one, is very very happy that you chose number nine. As am I. Matt Belisle is our guest. It's Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. We'll take three cuts with Matt when we return on your home for Twins baseball. Welcome back to Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins. Been a lot of fun chatting with Matt Belisle tonight, one of the newer members of the Twins. Been a big week for the Twins as they head towards uh, opening camp uh, very shortly here in Fort Myers. Time now for three cuts. We'll put Matt in the batter's box to take three cuts. And, you know, as a National League guy, you, uh, how many at-bats have you piled up in your career so far? Uh, good question. I haven't looked at the the back of the baseball card in a while. But I've had a handful. Not a lot, but a handful. Uh, you got any hits? Uh, I have. I don't have the... The home run that everybody wants to claim. I've got some doubles. I've switched it a little bit. I, nice. I, 
haven't got the home run and haven't slid head first. I got to I got to knock those off. All right, bucket list items for you for uh, for the coming summers. Let's start three cuts with you. Mentioned some great baseball accomplishments. I was doing some digging today, and this to me was maybe a, a bigger accomplishment than anything you've done on the diamond. Your buddies with Jimmy Houston of Jimmy Houston Outdoors. Uh, I've discovered <laughs> the guy. He's got first of all an amazing set of hair. Uh, and second of all, he's had a phenomenal career for folks who enjoy watching the outdoor shows and the fishing shows. Uh, the question simply is, how did that come about, and uh, and did you outfish him when you guys get together? <laughs> did I outfish him? No chance. Uh, he was pretty incredible. We were on his home lake, and he dominated. Uh, that came because of a good friend, George Frazier, uh, who's done some TV work with the Rockies. Yeah, former George, twin. Uh, Yes, sir, exactly. And George was an Oklahoma resident, and he had the relationship. And uh, we're all outdoorsmen, and one off-season on the way back, I, I headed east before I headed south, and we all went fishing. And I thank George for that, and, and Jimmy is a good man, very, very good man, and he sure loves to fish. He's one of those guys that fishes on his off day, you know. And not a lot of people play baseball on their off day, but he fishes because he loves it. <laughs> I'd like to see you rocking a Jimmy Houston haircut this summer at some point, maybe too. He's that, got, that's it. not going to happen either. <laughs> <laughs> now you went to you're from Austin, Texas. You went to McCallum High School, and among others, Tom Kite has come out of there. But I think more importantly, Wiley Wiggins, who played Mitch Kramer in uh, Richard Linkletter's uh, famous movie, Days and Confused. Uh, he was the model for Mike Clevenger of the Indians, who now looks exactly like him. Did you go to high school with, with Mitch Kramer, essentially, in Austin, Texas? Well, I, I guess I need to get more updated on that, but no. I, 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 he might be I a little older. He might have been a little older than you, I think. Yeah, he might have you fried by a few <laughs> years. And considering he's never really been in anything else, I figured maybe he wasn't a huge well, star. Well, right. I know the movie well, though. Uh, all right. Well, that's good. You probably then didn't get paddled by the seniors uh, the way that the way that Mitch did. <laughs> last last question for you. You were in Washington last year. Uh, now you're going to get you know accustomed to the mascot races here at Target Field, but you were uh, in perfect position to watch the President's races, which is one of the the fun moments in Major League Baseball. A lot of speculation. My partner Dan Gladden convinced that they are fixed. Uh, he would not even make friendly wagers on on the presidential races. A lot of different presidents run. Did you have a favorite president, and do you have any insight on those races from the vantage point of the Nats bullpen? I'm still trying to get to the lowdown of those races. Sometimes it looked like an all-out affair where they were just let loose. Sometimes it was planned. I, I'm still trying to figure that out. I always was rooting for Teddy, though. Teddy Roosevelt is <laughs> probably one of my heroes, and that's the truth. What, what a man he was. And, he is one of my heroes, so I couldn't I couldn't get off him, but he didn't win much. No, <laughs> all right, Teddy, Teddy over Coolidge. I know Coolidge was that was a lot of controversy there. Teddy Roosevelt, uh, favorite president. Good stuff there. Hey, Matt, it's been awesome. We appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy the uh, few fleeting moments left in your off season. We look forward to you uh, joining the Twins family down in Florida here very very shortly. Well, I'm honored to wear the jersey, and I'm grateful for your time. Thank you. All right, that's Matt Belisle. This has been Deep Cuts. We appreciate Matt stopping by, Derek Salvi as well. Do it again next week right here on your home for Twins Baseball. This has been Deep Cuts with the Minnesota Twins, presented by Discover St. Louis Park. Stay, shop, eat, and play comfortably close to Target Field. Find it all at discoverstlouispark.com. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.